Hey, this is Luis. And this is Luis. And we are the founders of BizBros. <laughs> this episode was recorded at a PodMax Propelify virtual event. And if you don't know, Propelify is an amazing event that will take place virtually from October 5th to October 9th. And it's also their fifth annual event. Propelify historically has gathered over 8,000 people in Hoboken for a single day of talks, tech, pitches, drones, and more. This year, it's a five-day virtual experience, which will have investors speed dating, the Cleantech Impact Challenge with a $50,000 prize awarded, talks from guests like Al Roker, Andrew Yang, and New Jersey First Lady Tammy Murphy, and tons of networking opportunities. So, without further ado, let's jump into this special episode with a guest from Podmax and a sponsor of Propelify. We've got some. Hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more on how to turn that content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, guys, today we have an awesome guest. Another one, of course. Oh, all the guests are freaking awesome. All the guests, oh, all the guests are amazing, guys. And today, it's actually a topic that we don't know much about, but Woo! we are very, very excited and very curious to start learning. So I hope you guys join us for this wild ride. Before we get started, guys, go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button, and don't forget to follow us on social media at BizBrosGo. And if you find this episode impactful, don't forget to share it. And, and leave a five-star review as well. Thank you. Sweet. So buckle up. Blah, 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 blah. All right, here we go. Buckle up. Be, be, All right, coffee. Hold on. No, I got this, Fonzie. I got this. Buckle up because we're in for a wild ride. We partnered with Potmax and Propetify. To wow. share the stories of some of yes. the innovators for PM, that are guys. shaping <laughs> the future. People that are taking ideas and making them a reality. These stories are meant to inspire you to take action and build an epic future. That is right. This was a rough one for wow, you today, cool, my man. brother. I clearly need my coffee. Today's guest, his superpower is very interesting. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is interstate equity crowdfunding. Yeah. Mind-blowing right there. And you know what? He's actually, and I think this is absolutely amazing. He is proud of his two sons. That is the reason he is doing what he is doing. He's been an entrepreneur for over 20 years now. He has given him the opportunity to work with over hundreds of businesses, which is super cool. You know, he's seen the crowdfunding for the opportunity that it is. You know, he believes this is what's going to help people in this country move forward and create wealth for people that are not part of that 1%. Yeah, that that concept right there, I think it is extremely powerful. Create wealth for for people that are not part of the one percent and you know what we chat with him he <laughs> is fan number one of new jersey he loves it he's from there and you know he has this you, you're gonna see he'll his see, background he'll yeah. see, he'll see, absolutely he'll amazing and he is the founder of crowdfunding nj i'm guessing mj standing for new jersey yeah. so mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna talk all about it guys please welcome your crowdfunding expert and New Jersey's number one fan, Mr. Mr. Chris Frey. Welcome, Chris. Hey, guys. How are you? 
Pretty good. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to dive into this topic that is fairly new to us. But I mean, we're here. We have you for close to an hour so we can ask you all these awesome questions. This is so exciting, Chris. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> I'm, I'm thrilled to be here, guys. Thank you for witnessing the craziness of their intro. <laughs> it's okay. You know, it's like the fourth that we do today. So clearly I need my coffee. So thank you for bearing with us. Now, Chris, share with us in the audience, you know, who are you like? Do you grow up in New Jersey? Is that why you love it so much? And then, you know, what happened that, you know, that caused all this craziness and, and you know, you landed to do what you do now? <laughs> sure. Let, let me give you just a, I'm to a, try and do as quick as I can. Uh, yeah, Jersey, Jersey, born and raised. Uh, Great grandfather was a, a police officer in Newark, New Jersey, which is the city in the background behind me. Love it. Um, I've got a, a, a my, my business, I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years. I've got a contract CFO business, uh, about half work clients, about half tech companies, about half uh, family businesses. Um, obviously, most of them need funding. I help them there, uh, turnarounds and workouts, uh, basically going in and helping people get their business. You know, there's usually some challenge. We sort it out and move on. Um, as part of that process, uh, you know, I saw that uh, companies, basically SMB, small mid-sized businesses, have an awful lot of trouble attracting funding. That's that's no secret to anybody that's tried to start a business. Yeah. Uh, and that problem got worse after 2008, where we had the financial crisis. Um, so things just were getting worse. Great businesses could not get funding, and they they didn't make it. And uh, and that bothered me. Uh, I saw with the Jobs Act of 2012 under Obama. They put out equity crowdfunding, and that was very interesting. It's sort of a, a, a next generation from the Kickstarter, Indiegogo mm -hmm. stuff. Um, followed that for a few years, but essentially uh, the kind of equity crowdfunding I was interested in was where small, mid-sized businesses could raise up to a million bucks and anybody could invest. Okay, They had a, they had a cap mm -hmm. on how much you could put in so you didn't get in trouble. Uh, in the state of New Jersey, that's 5,000 bucks. But uh, the whole idea was let's open this up to let people of not, nece not necessarily millionaires now participate in finding the next, you know, Amazons, the next uh, Apples, the next Microsofts, okay? And that's really the thought. Uh, unfortunately, the, uh, the at the national level, this kind of crowdfunding got too complicated. 685 pages of regs, SEC filings, mm. audited financials. They, they essentially uh, destroyed the value proposition, in my opinion. But the states got involved. And at this point, there's 34 states that have equity crowdfunding rules, New Jersey being one of them. Just so you know, Florida is also one of them. So I was, I was about to ask you, Mike, where are we standing here in Florida? Should we be looking into this? <laughs> you have the law. I don't have a portal down there, so I can't help you out. But the law is in effect, and I do know that it it's starting out. So my the purpose in my doing this is really to just start letting people know that this is out there. It's yeah. interstate equity crowdfunding. It's a terrific funding source for a small and mid-sized business. A lot of times these businesses aren't bankable. Uh, they can't attract the interest of the private equity community. What do you do? This is now available. And if you take nothing away from this and you're thinking of this as being, you got a small business or you, you have some money you thought you might like to invest, take a look at it. It's a, it's a wonderful opportunity and it's all brand new. So if you haven't heard about it before wow. and 99% of the people haven't, that's okay. Yeah, we, we were definitely in that 99%. I want to clarify that. A hundred percent. As we were talking behind the, behind the screen, I had to ask him like, four times like wait what like what was that again because we didn't know but I'm, i'm super excited you know because 
you know, giving people the opportunity to be a part of the the wealthy 1% with this smaller investments if you want to put it that way yeah. is very unique is very like you're saying it's new right it's a new opportunity for people to start looking into new ideas and i already have a bunch of questions <laughs> coming up right here um but I, i i'm wondering you know where like where in your story your own personal story where what made you turn an eye into investments right what made you interested in supporting or other businesses um were you an employee once did something happen in that in that company that made you say you know what i want to go into my own venture and then those struggles maybe turn into how can i help others I, i'm super curious how did it all started Yeah, I've got I've got some kind of a classic financial background. I've got a uh, I got a CPA. I've been a CPA in New Jersey for over 30 years. Uh, I'm now inactive. Uh, I've got a uh, an MBA from an Ivy League school. I won't. <laughs> I don't need to that. So I, I kind of know my stuff. My last my last real job, I was a CFO at uh, a small global consulting firm called KPMG, mm -hmm. um, and that was over 20 years ago. Uh, and basically, I said, and this this was back when um, the internet was starting to pop, and we saw we saw younger folks with ideas that were getting funded with millions of dollars, and they didn't have a clue what to do with it financially. And that was the core of why I started my CFO consulting business, which that's CFO Solutions. Uh, and at this point, the consulting CFO. Fast forward to today, the consulting CFO business is a multi-billion-dollar service offering. That almost any accounting firm provides. So, you know, back when I started it, you know, nobody had heard about it. And I said, "What I'm doing?" They scratched their head and they said, "Well, how's that work?" Well, you know, come to today, and I think it worked itself out. But really, I saw the as I said earlier, I saw this equity crowdfunding opportunity as the result of some of the, you know, some of the some of the situations that my my CFO clients were in as a result mm. of funding problems. That only got worse after the financial crisis back in 2008. You remember that? I guess you guys are kind of young, so maybe not. But well, we, we do. We do. We were not living in the states at that time. We moved in here in 2010, but okay. we're very familiar yeah, with I, what happened. And I mean, and you say you were uh, kind of like when the internet was starting, so you also lived through the dot com crash and all that <laughs> stuff too. I've, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, unfortunately, I got the gray hair to prove all that, but. Uh, <laughs> The, the interest in the equity crowdfunding really, truly came out of the, the pain that I saw a lot of my clients and, and prospective clients in as a result of the financial crisis of 08. And I know Florida had a really bad time after that. I mean, the whole real estate market down there collapsed. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of people that lost a lot of money. Uh, and honestly, it's never really come back. And as a result of a lot of the, the, uh, the rules and restrictions put in place, it's made it even harder for small and mid-sized businesses to get funded. And that's really sort of the core, you know, the, I call it the crown jewel that came out of the, uh, the Jobs Act of 2012. And that was opening the door to allowing this to happen. And, and the rest is sort of history, I guess. Wow. That, that, that's very interesting. You know, talk, I, talk about solving big problems. So like, yeah. So 
Uh, Chris, just so you know, like we we talked every single we talk every single day with you know small, small business owners, people starting their own ventures, starting to publish, you know, people wanting to be on on, on podcasts, create their own platforms, right? Because they have movements that they're like just grooming to make a change in the world, right? And one of the things that we talk about big time is sales, right? Because cash is what you need to continue to grow. But this is a a, a perspective. Uh, and a solution, right? Because people might be really intimidated with sales and different things and how do I offer my product or whatever, whatever, right? But how do I put food on the table for my family, for my team while we develop this machine? And I think this is a, a great solution. You said it. it's one of the it's one of the solutions from your CEO clients. Like these guys were coming to you and we're like, guys, like what what do we do? We need to grow. There's different mm -hmm. situations that are happening around our business that we cannot control, like the 2008 crisis, right? A lot of people could not control that. That's an external factor. And then here you come with a big, big solution for these people, right? And uh, I'm providing a new window of opportunity, which is wonderful. So thank you. Thank you for sharing with that and clarifying. And we're like completely mesmerized. And we're like, we need to be looking into this. Who do we talk to here in Florida? So if yeah. you have a contact, Chris, just saying, uh, uh, send it our way. I mean, that, that, <laughs> that, I think that's a good question right there. You know, how? let's say someone right now, small, medium business owner is, is listening to this. And they're like, wow, that sounds just like the solution I need, right? Like. How do they get started besides if they're in New Jersey, obviously contacting you, but what would be the right first step for them if this is a viable solution to what they're doing? You know, my feeling is that, you know, you look at sort of the sequencing of funding for a new, a new venture or a young company. Uh, you start with your own resources. My feeling is the next step would be to do an interstate equity crowdfunding. I, 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 I position it when I'm talking to the money guys. I say, look, think of it as a second round of friends and family funding. Mm. The crowd is just an extended family and we're using the portal technology to facilitate the investment. It's a, it's a no brainer. And I said, a lot of times the complaint you hear from the private equity community, which is really the only place that a young company can go, uh, as an aside, I mean, a young company uh, doesn't have the biz business history to go to a bank. If they went to the bank, the bank would want them to, to collateralize the loan and then they'd want them to guarantee it. I'm not making this up. I mean, that's sort of, yep, you know, yep. plain operating procedure for a bank. And so for a lot of young, you know, getting started companies, they're not bankable. So you go private equity. The biggest complaint from the private equity guys is, well, these guys aren't quite ready for us. Okay. Um, you know, we do seed and series rounds. I said, well, yeah, well, the, the only reason they're coming to you is there's no other place to go. Equity, interstate equity crowdfunding is that place to go. It's yeah. a great way to get that next round of funding, get the company a little bit, you know, a little bit further along in its development. Then if it can, and my, I estimate that about half the companies that do a crowdfunding are, are going to need another round of funding. At that point, now you go to the private equity guys, okay? Yeah. The, the owners and the management of the company are a lot more mature. They know what they're doing. The business is fundable. It's been validated because they've been funded out in the marketplace. And it's just, there's so many reasons why at that point it makes sense for them to go to the professional funder. Chris, um, as let, it relates to Florida, so, go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry. I, I got to tell you that you are blowing my mind right now. <laughs> and I, I want you to also, I, I want to share this with you so you understand to where we are coming from. Um, sure. Because we come from the direct response marketing world, right? Where uh, the, what you would call the J curve, right? <laughs> 
is it's it's the is the the death star like yeah it's like people no are like Jagger. no yeah like no don't get investing and all that stuff right yeah. and it, it is scary don't get me wrong and and we love direct response marketing everything like that but for me this sounds as a very very viable solution for people that are you know scared of maybe going to those private investors private equity firms uh you know the huge vc firms and 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 getting on on a lot of debt, right? A lot of risk because with those, I mean, people investing money into your company, there's a lot of risk involved in that. And what you're telling me right now, it is actually mind blowing because I'm like, wow, it's kind of like a middle ground rather right where you can start building somehow your business. So, Chris, I I don't know if we lost you right here because you, your image is frozen. So, are you still there by any chance? Are you still with us, Chris? I think it froze. I think this is about to kick us out like last time. And yeah, it's going to kick us back in, guys. <laughs> but while we get connected back again, we're still here yeah. um, recording. So I want you guys to, if you are part of the direct response marketing world, this is very interesting because the J curve, for those that are not familiar, is when a big firm or someone invests a lot of money. So then you can spend all that money building your system before actually getting sales, right? And that is a very risky way of growing your business uh, in the sense that you're getting a lot of debt, We got right? Chris back. We got, oh, Chris, we got back. Chris back. <laughs> yes, uh, I lost you for about two minutes there. It's okay. We're just sharing a little story on like on the J curve, you know, for those yeah, that are yeah. not familiar with it, the famous J so, curve. So, Chris, <laughs> where, 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 where did we lose you? You were just talking about the J curve and then it went, it went blank. Awesome. So, yeah. So I guess the computer doesn't even like the J curve. <laughs> too, <so> like, <laughs> yeah. So we're saying like it. It is either, it, it seemed like there were extremes, right? Like whether don't get funding and you build your own business with your own resources or you have to get a, a huge of amount of debt with right. that funding, right? But what you're talking right now with the interest state uh, equity crowdfunding seems like a perfect middle ground, if I'm being honest. It seems, it seems it full of opportunity. No, you're absolutely correct because you're capped at a million bucks. So this mm. kind of fund is designed for the company that needs you know, a couple hundred thousand bucks, half a million, up to a million. Uh, and that was really the target that was, you know, when they designed, when they set this thing up, they, they were targeting the small and mid-sized business. They, this is where we want to play. They saw the need and uh, and now it's, you know, now it's, it's up to us to make it happen. So uh, that, that that's that's so good, man. And I want to share a little bit of our personal story too, like going off of what Fonsi was saying, you know, when, we started this company about five years ago. It was more of like a freelance gig where like we're doing work for these guys and you know, we deal with content on, you know, very broad, right? But then last September, about a year ago, I was able to quit my job because we decided we made the decision that this was gonna be the full thing the full time thing that we we're gonna do. So I had this job which I loved very much, but there is a lot of friction, long hours with both businesses, right? So I then go, I'm like, okay, how do we make this happen? So I actually had to go out and raise about $40,000 on a personal loan, which with like five to six different banks to get to that amount, because that was the amount that was going to feed me for the next next eight months if we were not yeah. able to pick this up, right? So now I'm picking that like uh, liability, I guess, on my personal credit or my personal stuff, which I have a family with a kid that we need to feed, right? So for me, it was an opportunity to see like, hey, 
I need to make this happen. It was really scary. And I don't think when I share this story, not a lot of people are like, wow, I, I don't think I would have done that. Right. And and for me, like the pain was big enough and the passion and the drive was big enough for our, our own company. And thankfully things went wonderful. And now, you know, we have an awesome team and, and things have been working really well for us. But for a lot of people, that might not be an option, right? They might not have good credit to be able to do that. They might not have family members that support that, right? And I think this might be like a really good solution. Like Fonzie said, like a middle ground with like, hey, you know, if 40 grand or 100 grand or 200 or whatever, right? In, in And then people believe in your message. How does it work operationally? Like, do you, how does the business yeah, go about to that do was this? My, that was my next question. Like, how does that crowdfunding looks for both parties, right? The investor, like, what do they get in return for their investment? And how does it look for the business owner? I'll be, you know, those are great questions. And the, the real answers are like very long. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to give you sort of like, you know. The, the bullet the point. That's okay. Then we can send people to you and be like, just ask yeah. Chris, man. He's the expert. We'll do the teasers here. What it is, is uh, it, essentially it's like a mini IPO. Okay. You always okay. hear about IPOs on Wall Street and, you know. Lots of lots of investment bankers and lawyers, and they're putting packages of documents together, and they shop it around. It's just like that, but on a micro scale. Okay, what we do, and this is unique to our firm, is we will actually do all the disclosure package stuff, all the investor document stuff. Um, we can help with the marketing, but by law, we're not allowed to get involved in an individual offering. Yeah, and we will actually run the campaign. That's unique to our portal. I don't think there's a portal nationwide that does that. But I thought it was important because most businesses, if they're going to do something like this, they're going to do one. Okay, you're not going to do two. You'll do one. So there's a very unique body of knowledge required to make sure this is right because it has to be right. Okay, yeah. that's the one thing about it. You're dealing with the securities law. You're dealing with you know regulatory stuff, and it just has to be right. I, we know how to do it, and so you know that's part of our value proposition. That's part of why you pay us. We put it together, and I say. We will deliver a turnkey equity crowdfunding, and then we'll put your offering up on our portal. And you think of the portal kind of like a retail store where you got the mm. offerings hanging in the window, you know, offering. Yeah. You click the offering, there's a video, about a two minute video. All the disclosure documents are right there. You can you can converse with the issuer, which is really kind of neat. You have the opportunity as somebody that's looking to ask questions and then to have the issuer answer the question. Yeah. And wow. They, They can only do that on the portal by law, but it's also very unique because in, in other investment options, there's no contact between the prospective investors and they call it the quiet period. So you're not allowed to contact the issuer. And so there's no kind of so. But in a, an equity crowdfunding, you can do that. So you can ask a question and the guy can answer it. Wow, and it's really beautiful. terrific because the whole thread is right there on the portal. So as long as you do it on the portal, you're good. And since the whole thread is right there, any other prospective investors gets to read it. So yeah. the whole idea is not to be sharing, you know, uh, information with just a few people. You want to share it with everybody. Yeah. So I tell people, basically, basically, it's the crowd that's doing the due diligence on the investment opportunity. Yeah. And if somebody sees a good opportunity, usually others will also. That, Sorry, that was a long window. No, that, that that's perfect. Uh, but can, so let's say, let's take your very specific example, right, in, in New Jersey. Me, as a Florida resident, can I invest in a crowdfunding fund there being in Florida? Unfortunately, you can't. One of the unique aspects about this is what we're taking. So normally, any kind of a, a securities offering like this falls under the SEC. Okay. okay? 
when they wrote the rules back in the 1930s, you know, every all stock issuance are basically under the SEC unless there's an exemption. What they did is they put an exemption in place for every state. So all the states have this. If you have a if you have a company in your state, meaning in my case a New Jersey company, yeah, and all the investors are residents of New Jersey, they do not need to comply with the SEC rules. And that's what we're doing. So for instance, the rules to do one of these in New Jersey are 33 pages, okay? Mm. So the rules at the national level, doing a, a Reg CF correctly, 685 pages. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you. I'm good. You, got, you have to file a Form C with the SEC. Yeah, you yeah. have to have audited or reviewed financials. You're going to have legal. It's a mess. Yeah. At the state level, all of that, most of that is is, is a much simpler process. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, what, that's so awesome. What, what does the investor get, right? Like, let's say... There's a portal like yours here in Florida for us. Oh no, let's make it better. We are there in New Jersey, right? Of course. And we decide and we, we are working with you, right? And our business goes in in your portal and and investors come along there like, hey, I wanna put five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars into this company. What do they get in return for their investment? Sure. We we would sit down as part of this process, we sit down with the, the company. We have a several meetings and we work out, well, what is it the offering? Most of the time, the easiest thing to do is to issue a convertible preferred stock. Okay. Mm. We have a lot of control. And, and, you know, I'm getting into the weeds and I apologize. <laughs> so good. Why? I mean, we're being students here, man. Yeah, we gotta, we're, we're learning. learning. We love Let's it. Let's make it happen. That, that's sort of the easiest thing to do. Uh, and so what happens is the investor is actually an owner of the stock in the company. Now, you know, you say, well, how much of the stock do you have to give up? Well, we would talk about that. If, if you if you thought, yeah, let's say you think your business is worth a million bucks. And I we agree. I say, okay, other similar business look like that. And you want to raise a hundred thousand dollars. So for arguments, argument's sake, you basically would be selling about 10% of your stock. Yep. Okay. Not a, not a large amount. And since it's preferred stock, you can control some of the rights. So for instance, a preferred stock owner doesn't get to vote. Okay, yeah. mostly preferred stock is non-voting. So that means that all the management decisions and all the control decisions of the owners still remain with you. Yeah. Because you guys own all the common stock. And that, I'm oversimplifying it, but that that's why this does make sense for a family business because you can bring in an investor, they can own, you know, a relatively modest amount of your company, and but you still get to make all the decisions. Yeah. yeah. What, you, what you need to provide is you need to provide some kind of a return to the investor. And that's what I tell you. So look. Maybe your conferred, maybe your preferred stock has a 10% coupon. Think of that as like an interest rate. Yeah. Right? You're paying them 10% at some point in the future. Because what they're really buying into is that you're going to take that $100,000 and grow your business so that instead of being a million dollar company, it's going to be a $10 million company. Of course. Right? Absolutely. That's, that's the whole process. I so the fact that you pay a coupon to them of 10%. That's not too, it's a good return. I mean, yeah. it's hard to find a place you get 10%. Maybe you give them a little more. And then at some point, you would have the ability to retire that stock. Okay. You could make it callable or whatever, or have stock. Uh, and the company was worth a million bucks. You you were successful. You grew the company with their money. It's now worth $10 million. Well, their yeah. investment of 10% is now a million bucks. Absolutely. 10% of 10 million is a million bucks. So there, I, I'm trying to sort of in a very simple way. Yeah. yeah. And, and that. How do you, an investor, get some return from, yeah. from participating with you? And I, and I think this is great because, you know, we come from the brick-and-mortar industry. We come from, like, the small business uh, industry as well. And 
obviously we come on the marketing side of things, the content side of things, and there's a lot of teaching and learning and indoctrination that you know we used to have to do with these type of clients. We now transition into a new market, but business owners might not be educated about this because there's there's a lot that goes into running a small business, right? And then sometimes they're Absolutely. they're mainly the operator, right? So they're like on the day-to-day operations, they're dealing with hiring, they're dealing with selling, they're dealing with a ton of stuff, right? So this information needs to be out there oh, for, for these people to learn, right? Because in, let's say, you know, five months ago, right? This would have been a great solution for a lot of people, right? There's people that have capital that are, that have been investing in different places during this economic craziness in the last few months, right? And there's people that have something to gain from those investments that are using them in a smart way in their businesses to keep them going, right? So I, I think this is a, a great like middle point for, for those business owners. And we actually have people from probably like 38 different countries listening to the show, 300 and some cities, right? And I encourage every single one of you to go. And move to New Jersey and move so to you New can Jersey. do this. <laughs> Thank you. I move to New Jersey and talk to Chris. Uh, but no, for real, like you find out something like this, because I think this is a great door. Like how new yeah. is this, Chris? Like is, has this been going for, for quite a while now? It, you know, the process, unfortunately this process took a long time. So the, the answer is, I mean, I've been since the, since the, um, the jobs act in 2012. So that's eight years, Wow. but you know, it took, it took three or four years for it to percolate, uh, through the regulatory process at the national level. At which point I said, this is not going to work. And I pivoted and went to the state. And I saw that the states were interested in this and that New Jersey specifically. And and then when I saw New Jersey doing it, I did, I, you know, I was in contact with the legislatures and I was when they started to write the regs, I was in contact with the reg writers. And ultimately it came out, let's see, uh, it came out in New Jersey at the end of 2015. It took them wow. about a year to get the regs written. So it was the end of 2016. Uh, then once the regs were out, I could build the portal. I mean, you can't get started on it until you know what the rules are, right? Yep, yeah. yep. So, the portal was built and I flipped the switch on it uh, two years in April. And so we've been up and running here in New Jersey a couple of years. The biggest challenge that I face is people just don't know about it. Yeah, and, it seems you know, so shame new. Shame on me, but, you know, it's just not, you know, I don't, I, there's only so many days, so many hours in the day and days in the week. And I, I've got my other I do have to pay attention to my other job because that's what pays the rent. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I want to ask you this. Wait, 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 wait. Chris, I, I love all this, you know, and this being fairly new, and I'm sure there are rules about this. Yeah. Oh, man, you know what you need? Content. Content. I know. We're to like... educa educate people. Let them know about this opportunity because I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, Chris, my mind is blown into pieces, and I couldn't be more excited. I think a lot of people need, need to hear this. Because it's a great opportunity for a lot of people to, you know, get their business out the door. Yes, man. Like, let me yeah. ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. How many arrows do you have in your on your back? And I, <laughs> you know, we always like we see this image of the pioneer going in front, right? Like, like just opening the bushes and stuff, and then he's the one that gets all the arrows in the back. And you know, I feel like you're a pioneer in this space. And so, how many? Like, has it? It, it could not be hundred, easy. What, ke what keeps hundred. you? What it's keep like for the first guy through the wall gets it first. Well, yeah. So yeah, there's. It's been a. Uh, it's been a very interesting process. There's an awful lot of resistance uh, from sources you wouldn't expect. Um, then if people are, you know, obviously people are suspicious because you know yeah. you're selling me, you know, snake oil or something. And honestly, this, 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 our industry is more regulated than the private equity guys or yeah. even the bank. Okay, because everybody wants to make sure that the investor is taken care of. 
and particularly in New Jersey. New Jersey, uh, let me let me be delicate here. New Jersey, um, they like to make sure that they've dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's, and uh, and you know, so it's a very yeah. It's a and as a comparison, say to Florida, I, I think Florida is perhaps you know a little bit more understanding uh, of small business and whatnot, and. New Jersey is too, but there's there's a lot more hoops to jump through. Yeah, and it, that that makes it challenging. And um, you know, it took a while to get it to get it where we are today. And uh, the timing is, you know, it's time to get the word out. I, I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm a year or half a year late in doing this, but um, it's time. I, one that, of the things I'm looking for actually is a uh, is a VP of Sales. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. There's some connections that we need to make. We'll talk offline. Obviously yeah. we don't, we won't spill the secrets to the audience. Like, if you want to know, just let it know. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, but awesome. Chris, like, honestly, this has been like such a, such a wonderful conversation. Yes. Something very new to us. We'll definitely going to look into it. I think it's a great solution for a lot of people out there. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, obviously, you know, we, I guess our DNA goes against the J curve, but you know, we could have a smaller J curve. That's okay. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 again, I love it. It, man. it yeah. has been a pleasant surprise, Chris. Yeah. I've loved uh, every bit of our conversation. You know, I've been fairly interested in the stock market from a few years back, just looking at it, not really investing anything, but just like trying to learn. And the fact that there's an opportunity out here that, It looks similar, right? But is is for for smaller and medium sized businesses right. is just absolutely and, and amazing. Here, here's the cool part, man. Like the the fact that you are able to get in touch with that business, right? You you get to know them, yes. you get to know their story. And a lot of these business owners, small business owners, are very passionate about what they do, and they need the help. They need these this person. We've seen it, like you know, day in, day out. And I'm sure like everybody listening right now that owns a business or are starting their own venture. This is very eye-opening. So, Chris, I appreciate you, man, for, for bringing this message. We need to get this message out there, my man, uh, you know, for New Jersey and for every other state, whatever, like if they have something available. But obviously, if you are interested now, go move to New Jersey and talk to Chris. We're going to leave all the contact information. How, how can people find you, man? How can people connect with you? Sure. The, the website is uh, crowdfundingnj.com. Really straightforward. Uh, you can click on the info, info, info at crowdfundingnj.com comes to me. Uh, I'm happy to, I connect with people all the time. One, one of the things I've done is for the last 15 years is I've been a uh, an entrepreneur in residence at one of the largest incubators here in New Jersey. So, mm. you know, I've, I've been working with young startup companies forever, li literally hundreds. And uh, there's very few things that I haven't seen or, you know, have solutions for. And I don't mind sharing. I don't mind talking to people. If you contact me, uh, you know, it might not be immediately, but I do get back to folks and uh, I'm happy to help if I can. Amazing. Hey, Chris, I'm sure we'll be, we'll stay in contact. <laughs> yes. We need to have another one of these conversations. It has been amazing. Chris, I've enjoyed speaking with you guys. You guys, you got a great, great charisma there. I like that. Ah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. That uh, is definitely me. Yeah. Just I, I just want, <laughs> I just want, <laughs> I just want to warn people, right? If you guys go on a video call with Chris, study your, your, your New Jersey, right? Your New Jersey knowledge. <laughs> Because he has a background with a bunch of New Jersey pictures, and we didn't know we haven't we haven't been there. So he he's like, "Do you know where this is?" And we're like, "Oh no, I'm sorry." We're like uh, Ch Chicago, like we, no, we totally yeah. failed. So guys, I warn you, go with your New Jersey knowledge, ready to go, because he's gonna ask Love you some it. cool questions about it. it. Chris, uh, 
Yeah, thank you. Chris, uh, don't leave. We got to say the Hispanic goodbye. But with that being said, uh, thank you so much for tuning into the Content is Profit podcast. Go ahead and subscribe and follow us on social media at Peace Bros Co. That is right. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you did, it was mind-blowing. Don't forget to share it and, and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Bye.